turn to the book of James, James chapter 1. Uh, we're going to read verses 19 through 27, and we're going to conclude chapter 1 today. Get into chapter 2 next week, and sometime around September, wrap up the whole book. James chapter 1, starting in verse 19. Remember, James has now talked about trials. He's talked about temptations. Uh, he's talked about how we're supposed to respond in the middle of our trial. Count it all. Yeah. Doesn't mean we have to be joyful about the trial, but we're joyful in the process of walking through the trial. Okay, and so James talks about that. So here now, picks it up in verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak. Amen. Come on. Quick to hear, slow to speak. And I love how this is put in there. Slow to anger. Slow to anger. Okay, now follow James's pathway here. We are to be what? Quick to hear. That's a good thing. Slow to speak. Okay? And look at the progression here. Slow to anger. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, if we would be those that hear. Now listen to me. We're not just talking about like, oh, I heard what you said. We're talking about hearing intentively, evaluating what somebody's saying from their framework. Okay? The way they're communicating it. All right? Really getting in and listening to it. Okay? And then processing, processing it. And not just speaking right back. We'll get into that in just a minute. Why? Because that produces anger, so be slow to anger. And anger doesn't do anything good. It, it, it does not produce the righteousness of God at all. a matter of fact, uh, it produces these things. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, or as the, new king, or as the King James would say, the superfluity of naughtiness. Come on, we're going to preach from that one day. Okay? Put those things away. Okay, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Okay, the things that I've told you up until this point, the things I'm going to tell you and communicate to you, don't just hear them, don't just be a hearer, but go out and do them. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. Think about what James is saying here, okay? If you just come and you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear, but there is no application, there is no feet to it, there is no action to it, okay? This is what you're like. Now listen to what it says. It doesn't say you're like a man who puts on an outfit, looks in the mirror and forget what his outfit looks like. How many of you guys have ever done that before? You're like, what am I wearing today? Oh, yeah, okay? You forget. It says, he is like someone who looks at his natural face, something you look at every day, okay, and you forget what you look like. In other words, that ain't good, okay? If you just hear, if you hear, if you hear, here's why. Because when we read this, okay, this is what we're supposed to look like. And if we look and we look and we look and we never do, okay, we're forgetting what we're supposed to look like. Verse 25, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And here he sums up kind of what he's been talking about. If anyone uh, thinks uh, he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, going back to earlier, be quick to hear, slow to speak. Remember, they're going through trials, right? Count it all joy and you find yourself in various trials. James is writing to Christian Jews living in a non-Christian world. 
They're undergoing persecution. Try Anybody ever had a trial before? Okay? You've been through a hard time, a difficult time. Okay? Listen to what it says. If anyone thinks he is religious but does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Verse 27, religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. God, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray in the next few moments that we have together that, God, you would speak to us. Um, Lord, that we would uh, glean from your word. And, God, I, I pray, uh, as James said here, that we would not just be hearers, but we would be doers. And we would go out and be those that apply what we've heard today. In, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. James now uh, has, has brought uh, the trials to a next level, okay? First, he told us to be joyful about the trial that you're going through. Because the trial that you're going through, okay, is going to produce patience and let patience have its perfect work in you. She'll be what? Lacking nothing. You're going to be complete. The end of thereof is, is going to be completeness and fullness and like, wow. Okay, we talked about that a couple weeks back, okay? Then he talks about temptation. Don't, don't mistake your trial and your temptation. Know the difference between the two, okay? And then he comes in and he says these words. He says, hey, guys. Um, I know you're going through some trials. I know you're going through some difficult times. Um, but here's what you need to do. You need to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and, oh, yeah, slow to anger. And then verse 26 brings it back again. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, what does he do? He deceives himself. How many of you guys have ever been in a conversation with somebody before? And as they're talking, your anger is starting to rise. All of us. Good. Okay, I'm talking to the right group then. Okay. You, you know what that feels like when they are just talking and talking and talking, and you're listening, but man, anger is boiling up inside of you. It's kind of like when you put a, a, a pot of water on a burner, right, and you turn it on, and as it heats up and heats up and heats up, it begins to bubble more and more and more and more. And you're hearing them talk, you're hearing them talk, you're hearing them talk, and it's starting to bubble more and more and more. Okay. What happens when that pot bubbles over? It's hot. If it gets on you, it burns. And when you get burnt, it leaves a, yeah, okay? Same thing happens in those situations, right? You're, you're, you're just one of, and all of a sudden you just, <laughs> right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, good. Okay. That burns the person, burns the relationship, and sometimes there's a scar and may never be repaired. James is talking to the believers that are scattered abroad. I know you're going through some trials, but you've got to remember something. We are Christians. We are Christ followers. And, and you need to just not run this thing. You need to slow down. Okay? You need to listen. Don't speak. Because when you're speaking, you're angry. Apparently, they, there were a lot of angry Christians back then. Right? How many have ever met an angry Christian before? <laughs> How many of you are, are that angry Christian, right? Come on, as Christians, as Christ followers, we should be like happy, right? Because we got perspective, because Christ in us, the hope of glory. But apparently, there were some anger issues back then, and it was, it was important enough for the Holy Spirit to compel James to write it, um, and thus we would read it later, because apparently we have anger issues now. Why? Because we run this thing, and we tune out these things. 
right here. Okay? Here's one of the problems. One of the problems is this, is that too oftentimes we communicate to people in the way that we hear things. Okay? We, we all hear things differently because God created us different. What we need to learn to do is not to communicate to people in the way we see things and perceive things and hear things, but try to communicate, understand people enough and try to communicate to people in the way they hear things and perceive things. Anger. James addressed it then. We'll address it now because I don't know about you, but God's actually been working on that in my life. Pastor. I know. I was talking to three people before the service, and I was just kind of giving them a little snippet about the message, and I shared with them that anger is actually one of the issues that God's working on in me. And they were like, we would have never guessed that. And that would have been a great place for you also to be like, no way. It's working on me. Now, I I don't necessarily get angry with people too often, unless it's myself, but I get angry at situations circumstances, trials, okay? And I get down on myself. I get angry about things when it comes to me. And I was actually having a conversation with my wife this week. I think it was on Tuesday. I got angry, okay? And she was just like, Ben, it's not a big deal. I misplaced the keys, okay? Now, one of the reasons why it's a big deal to me is because there's little hooks that I put up in the garage. And every time my wife doesn't hang up the keys, I'm like, hey, babe, hang up the keys, hang up the keys, hang up the keys, hang up the keys. And I went to get my keys. They weren't there. And I was like, ah, you know, and I was like, I always tell her to hang up the keys, but I didn't do it. Man, where are the keys? I know they were there. And, you know, and so I literally am upset about the keys. Okay. No, I'll change that. I was angry. They could not find the keys. And I'm like, man, I'm such a non-well. Where are the keys, you know? A non-well is a nice way of saying idiot, okay? Non-well, you're not doing well. And so I'm literally calling myself a non-well. And I'm, she's probably laughing on the inside, but she's like, babe, can you just chill out? The kids. But I'm like, the keys, you know? Remember this, right? And I just, and, I, and, and so at the end of the day, she kind of talked to me about it. And I was like, well, babe, but I, was, I'm not, I don't get angry at you. And she said these words, and it hit me. And she said, I know, Ben, but when I see you getting so hard on yourself, it makes me wonder if I mess up, how hard are you going to be on me? Well, that's where we need the organ. Well, okay. I want an organ. That'd be cool. Does anybody play an organ? God's been working on me in this area, okay? And so that happens on Tuesday. Wednesday, I wake up and I'm walking my daughter's dog, okay? And we're out, we're walking, and I I see a family across the street getting ready to go camping, obviously. They had backpacks, and they had, like, sleeping bags and everything. They're packing up, and they're all excited to get on the road early in the morning, 7 o'clock, and and uh, whatnot, and I'm hearing him talk, like, hey, did you grab this? Hey, don't forget that. And so dad goes back, and he's throwing some stuff in the back, and he gets his backpack, and for whatever reason, he sets it kind of on the, by the front of the car, and he goes back and loads some stuff, and he closes it. And he's like, hey, I got to run in and grab something. And, and so he's going to run in. She hops into the driver's seat, and she goes to pull out his backpack, and crunch, crunch, crunch. While she's starting to pull forward, he's like, stop, stop, stop. I'm watching this whole thing. And uh, I'm not hiding behind a tree watching, all right? I'm not that guy, but I'm literally just standing on the sidewalk observing, you know, I'm a people watcher. And, and he's yelling, stop, stop. And you heard the crunch, crunch. He's like, back up, back up. And he, she backs up and just crunch, crunch. And I'm like, oh, that would have been a perfect backpack for our backpack drive. But 
We don't want it no more, right? And so he runs over and he grabs his backpack. He's like, I told you to stop. I told you to stop. And he's yelling at her. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Now I'm hiding behind the tree. And uh, he unzips it. He looks inside. He goes, oh. And man, just a, a, just a, a sentence of curse words came out. Like loud, man. And, uh, and I'm just like, oh, man, time to go inside, right? Well, I needed to come back out a little later. I come back out later, like 10 minutes later, and it's still going on. And I can hear him now three houses down, and he's yelling. He's like, I've told you to stop. I can't believe. Jesus like, I'm sorry, you know. And I, was, and I started judging my neighbor. <laughs> Pastor's got a problem with anger. He's judgmental. I'm not coming back to this church. Okay. Um, I was looking, I was like, I cannot believe, you know, and I was living in my heart. I was like, dude, chill out. It's not like she meant to drive over your back. Well, maybe she did. I don't know. But it's not like, you know, you, she meant to drive over your backpack, you know, and I'm just thinking all these thoughts. I can't, man, I can't. And I, I, literally, I literally look across and I'm like, man, he looks, he looks like an idiot. What are all the neighbors thinking? And I literally said those words and the Holy Spirit said, that's exactly what you looked like the other day when you're looking for your keys. I was like, no, nah! <laughs> you want to go? You know, <laughs> anger, uh, you know. Just being honest with you today, okay? God's working on this area, right? And so then I repented, okay? And I was pretty good the rest of the week until set up on Friday night. <laughs> now, you know, here we are in the summertime, and in the summertime, I mean, attendance dips way down about 30%, you know, and the finances then take a dip. Um, but, and we, we, we account for those things. We know that in the summertime, people are going to be on vacation. They're going to be going to the beach. They're going to be skipping church. God doesn't exist in the summertime, apparently. And so, um, <laughs> and so, you know, we, we, we prepare for those things, right? And we prepare financially. We have a budget. We got to stay within this. We know we're going to take a dip. We've been going three years now. We know what's going to happen. We expect it. Okay. Uh, but one thing that we weren't prepared for was Friday night setup. Because this is our first summer ever, ever having to set up in the, in the summertime. Um, and, and because the schools that we met in before, they let us leave our stuff up. And so we roll up. I actually got here a little early uh, to prepare myself for what might take place. And we started set up with like four people. And normally we have like 20-something. And I literally felt like God was testing me. Trial, are you going to get angry? You know? And I'm happy to say that I did not. Frustration was there. Anger was not. Okay? Um, and so, you know, by the end of it, we had eight people. But that's still less than half of what we normally have. So this will be a shameless plug. For the next four weeks, if you are not busy from 6.30 to 7.30 on a Friday night and you don't want me to deal with anger issues, could you please <laughs> show up to set up on Friday night and help us out? We would absolutely appreciate it you would be my best friend for at least the next four weeks and we could spend time together so friday night right here you know where it's at oh i didn't know where you were setting up at you know <laughs> you're here okay anger what's the word anger here it is this is the actual definition from the bible rage fury indignation okay james is saying look guys and obviously had to address it because it existed that kind of behavior is not going to bring change in people's life. Listen, as the church of Jesus Christ, we are the greatest element of change for our culture. But being angry with people is not going to bring that change. It's not going to produce the righteousness of God. Remember the movie Forrest Gump. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie is, stupid is as stupid does. 
right? Stupid is as stupid does. Listen to me. If you are witnessing to somebody as a Christian, as a Christ follower, you're witnessing, you're sharing the love of Jesus, let's say with someone that's an alcoholic. You cannot get upset with them for going out and getting drunk after you share Jesus with them. That's what alcoholics do. They get drunk. Getting angry with them is not going to change that fact. Are you with me? Okay? James is saying, listen, your anger is not going to get you out of the trial. Your anger is not going to change the perspective of the outside world looking in. Matter of fact, you look like Ben looking for his keys. A non-will. Okay? So stop behaving that way. Take a step back and observe and listen to the world that's around you. Find the needs that exist. Find the heartbeat of your city. Find the heartbeat of your culture. Don't get mad at sinners for sinning. That's what they do. Sinner is, sinner does. Chill out. Love people. And let that love, genuine love, let them see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. Love covers a multitude of sin. But our anger produces nothing except for, according to the King James, the superfluity of naughtiness. Okay? Be quick to hear, slow to speak. How can this apply to us? Here's the thing, because we're going to get into just a minute. Uh, We're going to talk real quickly about hear-doer. So hopefully all of us want to take what we hear and we want to do some real practical ways, just real simple, just some thoughts um, that we can look at real quick. Number one, how can I apply this right now? Do I get angry about things? Ask yourself. If not, I need to get around you. Okay? Think about other situations that you get angry about. Here's the thing. When you get angry about things, does it change? It's not like the guy was angry at his wife and all of a sudden the things came back together in the backpack. I mean, can you imagine that camping trip right now? Like, oof. Right? I, I mean, look, look at this, look at this. Uh, where's it at here? Proverbs. I don't know if I have it on the, sc- the screen. Talks about that a soft word does what? Turn you away. Okay? But man, when we get angry, it stirs up strife. Stirs up. My wife actually told me that. She's like, Ben, every time you get angry, I know you're not angry at us, you're not angry at the children, but you're angry at some inanimate object, the keys that you misplaced. Rub it in, you know. When you do that, it kind of changes the atmosphere in the house. Well, I'm stirring up strife. Okay? Don't do that. What, do you, what, what things are you angry about? Do I get angry? Number two, uh, real simple, has the anger problem helped the situation? No. Uh, what people or situations am I angry about right now? Are, are there situations and people right now that you just are angry? Okay, how, how can that be fixed? Number four, how can I walk through my trials with joy and not anger? Not joyful about the trial, but having joy as we walk through the trial. Okay, go to the next part and then we're done. James then says this. You can't just hear what I'm telling you. You've got to do what I'm telling you. It's not just enough for you guys to hear this thing that the Holy Spirit compelled me to write and send to you. 
Count it all joy and trials. All right, yeah. You've actually got to apply that. Okay? Be quick to hear, slow to speak. Oh, that's so good for my wife. What about you? Okay? You've got to apply these things. You cannot just hear. You've got to do. Uh, Here's what I've noticed, though, is that as Christians, we are really good at hearing, at least this one. I'll talk talk to this one, this Christian. We're really good at hearing, but too often times we're poor at doing. Here's the thing. Hearing is not actually what sets you apart and makes you a Christian. Doing is what sets us apart and makes us a Christian, a Christ follower. Just because we come and we're like, oh, great message, Pastor. Doesn't, doesn't make We're really good to hear. We'll come to Sunday and we'll hear. We'll, we'll join a Bible study. We'll hear, you know, we'll, we'll podcast something. We'll hear. But when's the last time? I mean, here's the thing, man. We'd be better off just hearing one thing this month and just doing it. But when's the last time you actually heard and applied? That's what produces the results. That's what sets us apart. As a Christian, Matthew 21, 38 through 32. Write that one down. Or 32, 28 through 32. This is the parable of two sons. Let me just paraphrase it real quick. Parable of two sons. Dad comes and says, hey guys, need you to go out and work in the vineyard. One guy says, yeah, Dad, on it right now. The other one says, forget it. Not going ha- to happen. Not going to do it. The one son that says he's going to do it doesn't do it. The other son that says, ah, forget it. Not going to do it. He goes out a little later, and he actually does it. At the end of the parable, Jesus says, well, which one do you think is the son? Everybody replies, well, the one that did it. And in context, that, that parable is actually talking about which one do you think is, belongs to the kingdom of God? Which one is, let's put it in these words, a Christian? The one that heard it and said he would do it? Or the one that said, forget it, not going to do it, but actually did it? Now James, remember, is the brother of Jesus. Okay? Maybe they were talking about this one time. Hey, James, I got this parable. I'm going to try it out tomorrow on the masses. Do you mind if I give it to you real quick? Right? I mean, come on. How many times do you talk with your siblings, right? People in your house. And you, I mean, me, I preach to the mirror before I preach it here. Because I want to see. I preach to my wife sometimes. Okay? I mean, you know that they were probably talking. James is like, that's a good one. It's what separates us. As Christians, not hearing, but actually doing. Actually doing. Here's what the word doer means. One who takes an active part. A poet, an author, or an actor. A poet, an author, or an actor. Think about that for a minute. This is the actual word picture in the Bible. Poet, author, actor. We have the script, but it's not just enough to read the script and know what the script says. We have to begin to act it out on life's stage. We have to begin to act it out on your stage at work, 
on your stage at home, on your stage in your neighborhood, on your stage as you're out. That is your stage and how you act on your stage. Are you with me this morning? You can't just be here and hear it. Man, when you leave this place, we've got to walk it out. We've got to apply it to our lives. And James is saying, listen to what he says now. If you don't do that, you are deceiving yourself. Let me just paraphrase it this way. If you come to church and you hear but never do and call yourself a Christian, you're deceiving yourself. But if we come, we hear, we take, we apply, all right, let's, let's do this. We've got to learn to, to, to take what we've heard now and say, okay, how does this apply to my life? How can this week, can I apply it to my circumstances and my situations so that when I hit my job place, man, last week, man, my acting skills weren't too good. Come on, somebody. But this week, and people see, well, wow, it's different about you, man. I've got, got some more of the script. Okay, I know, I know a little bit more. See, here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of us want to see change in our own lives. I was talking to somebody today about this right after the service. And she, was, she, she, she uh, works in the counseling industry, and she's like, man, that part about doing and, and, and hearing, she was like, I'm just like sitting with my clients thinking, if you would just apply what I'm telling you. You know how many times that happens in counseling situations with people? that I'm talking with them, and they're asking for my advice. They took my time away from my family because they wanted my advice, and I give them that advice based on Scripture, and then I look months later, and they haven't applied it, and then I get angry. (laughs) Right? And I think to myself, look, you've just got to apply this. And they were sitting there, and they, they came to me afterwards, and they're like, man, that was so good because I actually was getting angry with my clients. But I thought, man, that's why they're here. They need my help. Right? But listen to me. Too often times we talk about change, we desire change, and, and, and we sit and we hear a message that can bring change. But unless we do something, no change takes place. No change takes place. We've got to be an actor, a poet, listen to what it's saying, an author. We've got to literally begin to author that change. Your life is a blank canvas. Jesus Christ comes in, old things have passed away, behold, all things are brand new. Here's a brand new canvas for you. Man, let's begin to hear something and then, man, begin to paint a masterpiece. Let's begin to hear something and then begin to write some new poetry act out on life stage and when you do that bring it back into context they're going through trial they're the greatest asset to change in culture but james has to come in and address their attitude he addresses it and he says okay now stop being angry at those people and start acting like a believer start doing he summarizes them at the end here's what you ought to do Man, do good works. Visit orphans and widows in their time of need. Do good works and keep yourself unspotted from the world. That will bring change in culture. Stop being angry and start doing. God, we thank you for your word today.